Hello and welcome to the next episode of After the Pulpit for the 4th of June 2023, which is Trinity Sunday. I'm Ian Hawkridge, coming to you from Somerset West in South Africa. And the title for today's podcast is The Mystery of Mysteries. I want to begin by reading from John chapter 16, verses 12 to 15, and I'm reading from the New International Version. I have much more to say to you, more than you now can bear. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, because it is from me he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Jesus speaks much about truth in this final conversation with his disciples before his crucifixion. The problem with truth is that we have made it into something that affects only words. The Greek word aletheia is far more of an experiential thing than the way we would use the word truth today. Today is traditionally Trinity Sunday, and the Trinity is a concept that we say we believe but seldom really think about. I want to try and unpack a little of what it means today, even though it will always remain a mystery. Richard Raw, a Franciscan writer and priest, points out, Remember, mystery isn't something that you cannot understand. It is something that you can endlessly understand. There is no point at which you can say, I've got it. Always and forever. Mystery gets you. Karl Rahner, a German Jesuit, says that although we claim to believe in the Trinity, in practice, most Christians are monotheists. Somehow the Trinity is not something that we see as essential even in our spiritual life. And we have endless debates about whether we should be praying to the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit while many of us do all three. There is no mention of the Trinity in the Bible, and it was not until the 4th century that Christians came up with the word to try and describe their experience of God. This is attributed to the Cappadocian fathers from an area of Turkey where the early church was very strong. So what is this talk about Trinity, and why should it make any difference? It is not a provable concept when we are talking about God, so it cannot be classified as truth in the sense that we use the word. Instead, it is a word that is used to describe the experience of an indescribable God. The concept that the Cappadocian fathers came up with was a Greek word, perichoresis, literally meaning a circle dance. 
The concept enables us to see that God is relational and in constant movement. We run a great risk if we try to limit God to static concepts. The whole point of the image is that it is also inclusive. If any of you have ever been to a barn dance, you will know that circle dances are intended to include everyone there, and only those who choose to sit out do not participate. John says in his first letter, Because God is love. So the characteristic of this dance is an exchange of love between the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. The amazing thing is that we are invited in as full participants, becoming beloved in the very heart of the Trinity. The early theologians go on to remind us that we must not think of God merely as a participant in the dance. God is the dance, and God invites us into himself. Remember that Jesus said in John 14, 20, On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. But how can we say that God is three, and then in the next sentence say that there is only one God? Right at the beginning of the Bible, in Genesis 1.26, we read this, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Which gives us a clue about the nature of God. It is the idea that God is love that takes us further, as we realize that the presence of love is always plural. In order to love, there must be a lover and a beloved. This love must be in constant flow in order to be alive, in the same way that atoms in our body are in constant movement as long as we are living. We tend to see things as static and solid, but scientists tell us that everything in the universe is in constant movement on a particle scale. Sometimes truth is more than we can understand or grasp, but that does not make it any less true. In the area of faith, we will always be dealing with mystery, because if we were able to know God completely and know everything about God, then there would be no point. No point in worship and no point in faith. It is only as we are confronted by the mystery that is God that we are in fact aware of our own limitations. Yet it is in realizing those limitations that we also realize the incredible kindness of God's love for us. Amen. We're going to listen to a song now which is in fact an Easter song, but it's Mary's contemplation of the cross of Christ and it's entitled Mary's Tears Be 
beyond my tears I see his face The pain of all the human race Is in his eyes and on his blood-streaked brow Can this still be the son I bore? Object of hatred and of scorn Upon a cross the victim of his love The old man spoke of God's great plan Of rescue from the sins of man Yet said a sword would pierce my own heart too I long to carry all that pain To take him in my arms again And shield him deep within a mother's love Yet somehow deep within me lies A vision of his sacrifice The threshold of eternity is Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to sharing with you again next week. Goodbye for now.